criminals hello there we don't um we don't have a we um don't have an opening quote today so we're a little feeling a little lost really feeling off our a little, game a little discombobulated yeah but anyway welcome to unsub criminal minds podcast where we go through criminal minds episode, episode by episode criminal mind by criminal mind I'm Nicole. I'm Michelle. Welcome to episode 11. Yes, welcome to episode 11. This is a very special episode because ideally it's coming out on Michelle's birthday. Ew. Wish her all of the birthday wishes on um, Twitter and Instagram. She's not on social media right now, but leave her wishes anyway at Word. You are not going to get this up. By Friday. Yes, I am, bitch. Um, <laughs> happy birthday, birthday, bitch. Thanks. Send her positive messages on the Twitter and on her Twitter and on her Instagram and on our Instagram and in the email at unsubpod. And you can send them to me, too, and I'll relay the information if you find me <laughs> to be more... Uh, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Don't call them ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous for you to... Tell them to send my birthday wishes to you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. This is, it's Michelle's birthday. Thanks. May 7th. I'm going to die. Stop. Being mm. a creep. Hmm. I'm very excited. And our listeners are very excited, too. I don't think so. Look at them. They're crying. They're so happy. <laughs> I see you. I can hear the applause. I'm peeking through your little window. Hello. Hello. Hello, criminals? Hello? I see. Don't turn around. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll probably just go do karaoke with you. With me and Sarah and Juan. Hi, Sarah and Juan. Did you wish Michelle a happy birthday yet? Probably. All right. Let's, probably. Let's get right into it. <clears throat> this episode takes place in Harringtonville, Tennessee. What is this episode called, Michelle? Yeehaw! It's called Blood Hungry. Um, nom, 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 which, oh wow, that really is a clue as to what happens in the episode. <laughs> I didn't yeah, get that. <laughs> that's so true. So yes, we're in Tennessee. We hear some little boy... With a little angelic voice. <gasps> Angel. He's singing some God song. Yeah. I went to church for like 20 years and I had never heard this I've song never before. Heard that song, but there are a lot of songs we haven't heard. This is my father's land. House. Our house. In the middle of our street. Our house. In the middle of our Oh my gosh, I remember going yard sailing with mom on like Saturdays and sometimes like when I wouldn't go to school on Fridays. And <laughs> Same. Just, just this, uh, the songs on K-Love radio station. 
They always played the same songs. Oh, God. I'm sure they still play the they same do. songs. They play newer ones now. From when I was a child, I bet they play the same lineup. They don't. They have new songs. No, they only play 10 songs. What about my dad's not dead feet? Surely alive. He's living on the inside. I think I only know that song because of the movie. (laughs) Well, they play it on Caleb. God's not dead. Like they use that song as like, yeah, Christians are cool. And they're Um, not. (laughs) That movie. I'm sorry, but they're not. They're just another type of nerd. Michelle, what will people think when they find out I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find out it's true? This is just becoming a Christian podcast. It's not. Let's stop. This isn't the place for that. If you want to hear Christian talk, you should listen to the podcast Good Christian Fun. It's so good, especially if you grew up in that kind of church environment. Ugh. Ooh-wee. Anyway, what are we talking about? I don't know. Podcast about? Oh, because he was singing a God song. Oh, yeah, he, he was, was singing. singing. My God's not dead, he's surely My alive. Is not some God he reigns from heaven up on the rain. The power and love of God is not some God. My God. Wait, what's up? Wait, not some God. And me on the buses in the glory of <laughs> To him be all the blessings and the glory and the honor and the power and the praise. To him be all the blessings and the glory and the honor and the power and the praise. <laughs> do you guys know that song? <laughs> they played it. Um, they do the same exact thing for Christmas every year. But this year they had a British lady narrate it. No fucking way. Where'd they find a British lady? She goes to the church apparently. Wow, that's a big get. I've never seen this woman in my life. That's a big get for the church. (laughs) Nicole still has to go to church because she lives with my mom. I have to teach the children things like why sacrificing everything for Jesus is the best thing for yourself. (sighs) So where were we? Wally. This child. child. Seven-year-old Wally. His name is Wally. Yeah, his music teacher's house. She's teaching him to sing, I guess, while she plays the piano. Mm-hmm. He's singing a beautiful song, and then the lesson ends, and the teacher's teenage son, whose name we didn't quite get, but Charlie. Charlie? I remember. Did he come back at all? Yeah. Oh, later. I see him for like a second. Oh. He's sad. Oh. Because his mom's dead. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so Wally, um, he walks... Charlie walks Char- Wally home. Yes. Um, so they leave the teacher's house. Leaving her alone in the house. Her name is Annie. Annie. We learn that later, but I'll just tell you right now. Huh. That's what you get when you hang with me, kid. That's what you get. Boom, boom. What was that song? It was from Bob's Burgers. That's what you get with the... When the restaurant... That's what... When you poop in a restaurant... Something like that. <laughs> That's what you get with the... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bum, bum. That's what you get. That's <laughs> what you get at the... Uh, uh. If you know, I'm fairly certain it's Linda Belcher saying uh, it this. It is. It definitely is. I can't remember. That's well, maybe we'll remember later. So, 
Wally walks. Charlie walks Wally home. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Unsub walks across the house, and then the unsub walks the, across the yard. The, yes, the yard. The ladies playing the piano still, mm-hmm. and then she like looks into the mirror. You want to act this one out? She looks up and sees the unsub and goes, ah! <laughs> she goes, ah! and then. <laughs> And then clonks her head on the piano. Like, no reaction, just a scream. Nothing in her face at all. It's ridiculous. I highly recommend you, if you don't watch Criminal Minds, I highly recommend you just go in and you watch that. Maybe we'll gif it. Maybe. Does anybody know how to make a gif? (laughs) I think I can make a gif. Her head hitting the piano was like, okay, here we go. This is the cheesy, ridiculous content (laughs) that I wanted when I started this podcast. It pools really weird, like in a huge glob onto the music, like in a a way that blood does not interact with paper. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she clonks her head. She's dead. Cut to the (laughs) BAU. They got the case. Because Harringtonville hasn't had a murder in 64 years, Nintendo 64 years, and they just had two in the past 48 hours. <laughs> so the first victim, <laughs> the first victim was Paul Tompkins. Thompson. Paul Tompkins. <laughs> the first victim was Paul F. Tompkins. No. It was Paget Brewster. Wait, she's not on it yet. I was, this whole time I went through the whole episode thinking about her because of the paul thompson i just assumed she was in the episode but i now realize she was not now don't get me wrong i love l anyway the first victim was stabbed (laughs) in his front yard Mm -hmm. and annie stewart the music teacher is our second victim had a cheat i'm show she was bludgeoned to death gross and the unsub stole like cds and dvds and Jewelry. A small jewelry box. Small jewelry, like nothing big. And her throat was also slit. It was eviscerated. Yeah, I believe post-mortem since she was bludgeoned to death. So then Gideon walks in. He's late because he's he's on crutches. Because he went skydiving and didn't land right. So Hotch is like, you can't sit with us. You need to stay here while we go to Tennessee. Gideon said, yeah, yeah, I know. He said, I'll try to be of use here. But they know from all the wacky stuff that he did with the body, meaning slitting the throat after he killed her, that is a psychotic and disorganized killer, which Mm -hmm. most of the time they are. Yeah, so, and they don't know what kind of delusions he has. Because he's psychotic and disorganized, he has to be having delusions. And Reed says, hmm. (laughs) Reed sees some rings of blood on the floor in the crime scene photos. My immediate thought was fairy rings. What is a fairy ring? A ring of blood? No, a fairy ring is like the little, like when mushrooms grow in a ring. And they call it a fairy ring. Mushrooms grow in a ring? Sometimes. Why would mushrooms grow in a ring? I don't know. Did you hear some city decriminalized magic mushrooms? Oh. Don't waggle your eyebrows at me. I mean, I, I can I can just get them off the dark web. Stop. <laughs> I don't be so like much easier. mushrooms because Mikey told me they make your brain get all big. Yeah, but... Okay, he had a bad experience, but when, oh oh my God, when I did mushrooms, it was just, 
so amazing and beautiful. And I felt like... Michelle, I don't want your brain to hemorrhage. I felt like the world was alive and everything was alive and connected and we're all one, you know? You can get that with ecstasy. Ecstasy, ecstasy, ecstasy. Uh, I trust. No. I, I trust. did acid and it wasn't the same. I trust ecstasy because... They, Why? They, you think it doesn't swell your brain up? No, it's it's safe and they give it to like a terminal patients in small doses to help blur the lines between their consciousness and the rest of the world so that they're like more open to dying. Ew. I think it's really cool. Well, mushrooms are more fun. Okay. From my experience. <laughs> why are we talking about this? I we're on so many tangents. And we are like two there, minutes into the episode. There are infinite tangent lines on a circle and we're gonna cover all of them. Yeehaw! Cut two. Okay, so they Where are we? Go to Did you scroll too far? Did Oopsie. I? You scrolled too far, silly bitch. <laughs> I haven't been marking our what our, our episodes as explicit. Is this explicit? Maybe. I explicitly told you to mark the fucking episodes. (laughs) All right, so they go to Tennessee. Reed and Elle go to the music teacher's house, and I guess the rest of the team goes to Paul Thompson's house. I'm so sorry. They want to scope out, like, the neighbors and stuff. They want to scope out the area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they meet with the sheriff, who's like, this is really spooky. We don't get murders. Yeah, and I never got the sheriff's name. And who really cares? Sheriffs are the worst. Looking at you, Arpaio. Well, he'll be dead soon. Hopefully. Reed suggests that there might be two killers because of just how disorganized and wacky this guy was. Because, you know, wacky. the stealing the weird little bits after the murder. Yes, and he also notices that the unsub went through the medicine cabinet. And um, so, yeah, he's probably like a, dr- a drunk. A what drunk? A, dr- a druggie. A- I was going to say drug addict. I was going to say drug addict. And then I started to say drunk and then druggie. He's a drug addict. He said methamphetamines can like cause a psychotic break. And Mm -hmm. that might be why he went looking for medicine. Yes. And L stands where Wally was standing. She says, so why didn't Wally... Uh, give a description of the unsub and Sheriff was like pardon me and then she like crouches down like a seven year old and she says he would have seen the unsub I'm gonna go talk to through the bitch. window yes cause there's like a certain vantage point where if you crouch down if you're a little child you can see in the front yard because they found a soda can out there that's why <laughs> you can't mutter songs in the background of the thing <laughs> So Elle's like, he saw. I'm going to go shake him down. So she goes, I guess Wally and his mom are just outside. They're on a swing. Yes. Wally's on the swing. And Elle's like, Wally, if you don't tell me what you saw, then Jesus is going to punish you. (laughs) And so he tells her. She would never say that. And his mom is like really trying to be like, he didn't see anything. Leave my son alone. Don't bring him into this. Obviously. Because mommies. Mm-hmm. Cut two. No. No? I thought you were going to give the description. Oh. Wally does end up giving a description. Because he did see the guy. He said. he fears Jesus. That's not. Elle would never. 
He says he was crazy looking and tall and skinny and had a bloody lip. Mm-hmm. And he, when he saw Wally, he put his finger to his mouth and said, Shh! Ah! Spooky. Oh, I got chills. Oh, I got a fever. Yes. Cut to Garcia's lair where Gideon has taken over for some reason. I don't know why he decided to go in there. And he's like looking at all the files and stuff. And, and she's like, oh, do you, want, do you need help going to your office? You can spread out in there. It's so much more roomy. You can get a fresh perspective. And he's like, no, he's hand like, me the blueprints. Where are the blueprints? Where's the thing? Ah, well, hand me this, hand me this. Give me some more coffee. And she's like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> and they're like talking at the same time. This scene's very chaotic. And see what I it's really- It's a funny scene. <laughs> what I really think it is, is uh, the, the generations clashing because she says the blueprints are on the screen. And he says, I don't want a screen. I want something I can hold. And he's like just acting like an old man. And she's just the little techie geek. Yeah. She doesn't know how to handle him in his old man self. Yes, I really don't know why he had to take over her <laughs> lair for this. But it's, it's but it's fun. fun. It's funny. It's a fun dynamic they have. We haven't really seen the two of them interact at all. <laughs> Which becomes evident later. Oh Cut back to the sheriff station. There are two suspects. Where did these two suspects come from? Uh, JJ. Oh, right, right, right. Because they were like, because he's disorganized, he's going to be within close proximity of the house. So get all the junkies who live near uh, the house. Mm -hmm. And the the closest ones are Judd Franklin and Domino Thacker. Did you make these names up? Because I don't remember (laughs) either of these. (laughs) No. Michelle just makes things up sometimes. And I have, it's like a game we play. I have to figure out what she made up. Judd Franklin and Domino Thacker are really good made up names though. Like, make up a name right now. Domino Thacker. (laughs) (laughs) No. Try again. Go. Adam Record Player. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I see that you're looking at the creation of man poster that you have up and your record player to come up with Uh, that. St. Studebaker. That's a good one. You can have a picture of a saint and your Studebaker record player. That one's better. That one's better. Uh, one more. Acoustic panel pom pom. <laughs> That's nobody's name. No, it's my name. No, you're really bad at this. You had one out of three that was pretty good. But... Saint Studebaker. Okay. Saint Studebaker. Annalise Willington. Okay, a little fancy. Thank you. <laughs> You come up with one. Domino Thacker. Fuck. <laughs> Samuel Cheapskin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ew, that sounds like a like a scary like alien or like a monster cannibal monster. Like he has to buy his skin. <laughs> Jeffrey Santiago. Boom. <laughs> Jeremy Iceland. <laughs> what? Angelica Des Moines. Jennifer Prowl. <laughs> Domino Patrick. God damn! Oh no, that's the guy from the episode. <laughs> okay, moving on. 
holding on. I think speaking of domino theater, though, I think we're really good at this. I think we we're getting better. We're like, getting better. We're getting quicker. Acoustic panel pom pom was definitely not my best, but I I don't think so. That was the worst one out of all of the ones that we just said. Moving all right along. <laughs> Back to Domino's house. He comes out of his house in his underwear. And, and have we got a Timbo. picture for you? We'll post a picture of that for sure. That's definitely my favorite scene. He's like in his underwear and his Timberland boots. And like, he's like, oh, ah, oh. It looks like an episode of Cops. <laughs> yes. Like I can see it in my mind's eye. Yes. And so Morgan chases this man that's in his underwear and tackles him to the ground and arrests him. Yeah. And he's like, you can't arrest me. And he's like, yes, I can. Yep, yep, yep. So they take him to jail. And he admits to seeing Wally, but he said he didn't do anything. And they're like, bitch, your boots match the boots and your fingerprints and the blood and her blood is on your boots. And he's like, okay, but it's not because I killed her. The other guy killed her. And he's like really distressed and all that jazz. And he's like, the other guy killed her. And I just went and like, you know, took some little bits because I I really need money. I I got the flu. (laughs) Yeah, so... Domino went in after Annie was already dead and robbed her. And then he starts crying and he's like, oh, it ain't right. It ain't right. Ooh, (laughs) we don't have a scene of the week. Why do we do this? Why does she do that? (laughs) Me? Mm -hmm. You were there when I was watching the episode. You could have suggested or wrote down a scene of the week. You write the bits. I do the computer stuff because you don't know how a computer works. Hmm. What's a computer? We'll figure it out later. <laughs> we just had to take a little break to get our scene of the week and listen to a couple and, of songs. And auditions being a little bitch. Auditions being a little bitch. Mm-hmm. Mosquito! Bitch. Did you see it? I saw it, I saw it, I saw it, I saw it. Oh, fucker. <clears throat> so we're hunting a mosquito also. Yeah, we listened to Scream and Shout by Will I Am featuring Britney Spears. Really not a good song. We listened to Limousine Machine by Mars Argo. Good song. Featuring Mars Argo. <laughs> Actually, it was by Titanic Sinclair featuring Mars Argo. <gasps> yes. Yeah, so back to what we were doing. Cut to Garcia's lair with Garcia and the intruder Gideon. Gideon's, you know, intruding. And Garcia comes in and brings him a file that says, like, Annie's the music teacher's liver and stomach. Yeah, something like that. Her liver and stomach were missing. And Gideon's, like, shoving food in his mouth going, Oh, mm, her sir took her liver and stomach. Very interesting. <laughs> Garcia's very grossed out by all the murder stuff. And Gideon loves it. Gideon loves murder. He gives him a hard on. No. I mean, no. He doesn't. So he he puts like a cup or something down on like some files. It's his Chinese food. No. Yes, it's in a cylinder. Okay, it's in a cylinder. So he puts it down on like, not the blueprints, but something weird. And it like makes a ring and... Garcia's just watching in horror as he's dirtying up her lair. And then he does it again because he's like, like onto something. She's like, why did you just do that again? <laughs> After she yelled at him about keeping her office clean. 
She's like, I know this is just like a hole in the wall, but I like to, it's my office and I like to keep it somewhat clean. Yeah. So Gideon figured out. He tells her the, it's a, uh, anthropophagy, the guy's a cannibal, anthropophagy, anthropophagy. So the unsub is taking body parts and blood in cylindrical containers. So that's what the rings on the floor were. That does not connect to the ending. <laughs> yes, it does, because he has the thing of... Yeah, but why was he putting it in the little tubes? To take it with him. Why? Oh, right. There's Tupperware. The... Yeah, but why was he taking it with him? To eat. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So back at the sheriff's office. Gideon thinks he's a cannibal. Back at the sheriff's office. We have the profile. What? Stop. That's not ready to pop. Oh, my God. No. Ouch. <laughs> I just popped a leg pimple. Here we have the profile. I already said that. Would you like to start? Sure. Our unsub is a 20 to 30 year old male. Engages in anthropophagy, which is cannibalism. And fun fact, uh, Armin Mivis' screen name on the Cannibal Cafe was the anthropophagist. It's not just cannibalism, though. It's the need to drink blood. To drink human blood. Yeah, because, who was it? Richard Chase apparently thought that aliens were taking his blood. So he had to drink other people's blood to replace his blood, which is not how blood works. Might be. You don't know. It's not. And he lives near the crime scenes. You've all seen him? What does that mean? What does that mean in reference to? You just watched the episode. You know You've all seen him. Like, he's been around town. Everybody knows him. All right. He's been around. He gets around. He wasn't always a threat. And something about his delusion is keeping him in town. Hmm. Cut to Paul Thompson's funeral. Paul F. Tompkins' funeral. Stop saying that. That's making me sad. So, who is it? Actually, I think this is when JJ comes up with the suspect. It is! So where did Domino and Egerton come oh, from? Oh, that was the lady cop. Lady cop gave them those some names. Other, she yeah. just made those names up to mess with them. Anyways, so JJ comes up with some possible suspects. And they have to do this at the funeral for some reason. So, we have... Okay, this is a fun... These names are made of names like fucking weird. The first one... Pharrell Belvedere, who took too much LSD and like had a psychotic break in a grocery store and freaked out. Mark Ward, who was uh, uh, jailed for five counts of petty larceny, and he attempted suicide, mm-hmm. and now he's living with his parents. Yes. Oli Manor... <laughs> These are it's actually it's Mayner. There's a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, Mayner. Oli Mayner. These are great names. He was institutionalized for what they call manic depression, even though this show even was made it's not in the 60s, 20, 2015. But uh, 
King of the Hill also referred to Khan as having manic depression. Yeah. I feel like it's very, very recent that people have actually attempted to change the language. No. It hasn't been called manic depression for a while. Anyways, this Oli Maynard bites, bit the heads off of chickens and was institutionalized. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff is like, I know Oli. He was a great football player. And then they talk to some other lady at the funeral and she's like, hmm, I knew Oli. This is like. Eliza Mays or whatever. I don't know what her first name was. <laughs> but she's like, I knew Oli. He's a bad egg. He definitely did it. He's the guy. Moving along. And she's like, Oli is home. I saw him. He's back home. I saw him with his brother. His brother's hiding him. Yeah. he His brother doesn't want anyone to know that he's out of the institution and living back at home. So they're like, thanks. Really judgmental about Thanks, strange lady at the funeral. This lady is also wearing a veil over her face like i thought that she was the widow but she's not so she must really want attention she's not the guy's wife died you remember he was a widower i know yeah Mm, yeah but so they go to find oli where is he um where do they go where do they go nicole come on come on you were they there. go to the butcher where ollie's brother worked i didn't know if that was immediate ollie's brother jess yes Ollie's brother jess and he's like chopping up some meat and they go up and they're like where's ollie jess and jess is like rrr, 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 leave my brother alone it's like he's been in an institution for 20 years you know where he is and then the sheriff says Mm-mm, we called the hospital i knew you'd try to pull that <laughs> Um, actually, I called the hospital and they said that he went. And, and then they, you picked him up. They hear a noise in the freezer. Oli picks up his butcher knife and Morgan points a gun at Not his hands. Oli, Jess. Sorry, Jess. Jess picks up a butcher knife and Morgan points a gun at his hands. What kind of name is Oli? Roly Poly Oli. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> of course, that's a fun He's name. Rolling, Oli Oli. He's small and and round. And in the land of girls and girls, he's the swellest kid, the swellest kid, the swellest kid around. We were just talking about names in English because we're reading the importance of being earnest. <gasps> we did that in my theater class. We're acting it out. Kind ah! of. Are you Cecily? I'm earnest. <laughs> yeah. But just for today, we're probably going to switch. But I feel like. People enjoyed it enough to where they'll insist that I'm earnest again. <laughs> they'll insist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think anyone else wants to be part of it. That is my so friend fun. Calvin was um, the other guy. R R D R R L G. What's his name? What's his real name? We had a Algernon. whole. It was a, it was fun. It was fun Aww. riffing with it. That's the only play I've ever read. So sad. It was fun. Anyway, what were we talking about? Okay, they go in back. They go back into the freezer, and Oli has a crowbar. And Morgan's like, "Bitch, you better put that fucking thing down before I shoot you right here, right now." <laughs> he does say that those words exactly. Uh huh. So he puts it down, and they bring him out of the freezer because it's chilly in there. And um, they're. They're questioning Oli, and Jess is getting real defensive because that's his brother. He just got him. He knew that this was going to happen, which is why he was being so secretive about him being home. And 
Oli is like, I they have homes for people like me. I can find somewhere else to live. I know you don't like having me around. No, it's, it's so, so sad. It's so sad. Oli wants he doesn't want to live in this small town where everybody knows that he's crazy. But his brother just just wants to take care of him. And that's just how I feel about you, Nicole. I love you. So I just much. saw the mosquito. Michelle, you know it would be me taking care of you. Bitch, stop. Why? Because I was institutionalized. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, you better fucking get a job then. How are you going to support me? You don't have a job. How are you supposed to support me and my child if you don't have a job? Stop. I'm not going to support you if you have a child. I'm going to get pregnant. At that point, I will have to cease contact. That's <laughs> fucked up. I want a baby. I'm kidding. I would never do that to you. Nicole's jealous because I want a baby. <laughs> I'm jealous of the baby. I'm jealous of the idea of a baby. <laughs> Back to Oli. Um, well, I guess they decided it's not him. Yeah, because he's just all, he's just a sad guy. I'm a sad guy. Didn't kill this little boy. <laughs> anyway. What the fuck is that? Cup two. <laughs> Cup two. <laughs> Wally is singing to his granny. Oh. He's singing. This is my father's house. He's singing. Our house. In the middle of a street. Our house. In the house. No, he's singing. It's big, big house. With lots and yeah, lots of room. that's it, that's it. A big, big table. With lots and lots of food. A big, big yard where we can play football. A big, big house. It's my father's house. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That song used to like give me such a mo- Like it still does. I almost started crying. <laughs> that song is ridiculous. Stop. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Anyway, indoctrination is really harmful, and it makes your kids cry about weird songs. Oh, it's still there. And makes them think weird things and become radicalized over the internet. Mm-hmm. So, just be cool, basically, is what I'm trying to say. It Back makes to your kids mind. think that they're going to be raptured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. This just there's so much to say, and we're not gonna say it. There's today. so much to say, so let's say it. No, Wally, cut to Wally, little boy Wally singing to. Oh Grant. yeah, he was singing. That's where we He's were. Sing, no, 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 no. What? He's singing to his grandma. She gets up. Fuck her. Get it. Oh. Ah! I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. It was in my grasp. Like it's just waiting to get my feet. Do this. <laughs> good idea, good idea. We're in the dark now. So we can see the guy, the mosquito. Okay, we've been trying to get through this sentence for <laughs> 10 minutes. Ollie, Wally, <laughs> Wally, Wally. <laughs> oh God. Wally is singing to his grandma. She says, good job. She says, cookies. Sing it again. And he says, I just want to watch TV, grandma. And then she says, cookies. Cookies. Oh, Wally, I made you some cookies with grandma's love. Yeah. And then Wally goes, grandma's cookies. Anyway, she goes to get the cookies in the kitchen and he turns on the television and and then she gets killed. 
Yeah, I don't remember what happened. How did she Somebody get comes in and oh, her scream stabs. is better, isn't it? it? I saw a knife. Her throat was slashed. Oh, gross. The cops and the BAU show up and uh, Wally's missing. Wally's missing. And Wally's mom bursts in and she's like, I don't get it. And she's real upset. What the fuck? She's mad at Elle for talking to her child. Mm-hmm. She thinks that she did this, that she got that she got him involved. Yes. So Wally, the unsub took Wally in Wally's grandma's car. And the grandma's throat was slashed. And her rib cage was split open with bolt cutters. And the height was ripped out. Oh, God. It's fucking disgusting. And Quite gross. So Gideon calls the team and is like, all the organs that were taken, the liver, the stomach, the heart, those were all places that were once thought to be where the soul lives. Gross. Mm-hmm. So. so, and then this is where they decide that there must be some sort of uh, connection to Wally. No. No? Obviously, Wally, he's gone. Some <laughs> sort of religious delusion that this unsub has. Okay, so cut to Annie's husband and her son pull up to their house. I assume they're not staying in the house where they're... Mother and wife died. So the dad's like, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go run inside. And so he goes inside and finds Annie's stomach in a Tupperware. Disgusting. You can just imagine like sloshing it around a little bit. Like, what's this? Like, like mixing a drink. Like, And now we have a very special Christmas episode. A very special Christmas role playing by Reed and Hotch. If I'm coming out of a delusion, just killed someone, drank their blood, and I'm starting to feel bad about it, where do I go? A church! What? Yeah, because God. Because God. They put all the police officers, all the FBI people, at every church within, like, what, 15 miles? Every church in town. It's There's 15 oh. churches in town or something. I knew the number 15. Um... And it just so happens that Elle and Morgan are sitting outside a church, and who comes up but a maniac? Yeah, they see the grandma's stolen car pull up, and a bloody man steps out of the car, goes up to the Virgin Mary statue, and then, (laughs) so they get out and grab him, and Elle picks up a Tupperware full of blood! Yuck! Like, it's not my thing, but if you're into it. No, that's murder blood, Michelle. Oh, right. No, murder blood. And so this bloody man starts screaming. He starts screaming. And then cut to the jail cell. He's still screaming. Yeah, he's just a screaming man. And um, here's our scene of the week. (laughs) That was the man screaming. And that was me, Nicole. Good job, Nicole. Thank you. So um, the sheriff is like, I know that kid. It's Eddie Mays. He was the Eddie nicest. Eddie Mays? What? Nothing. Go on. 
He was a nice kid. His daddy died a couple of years ago. His dad was a doctor. And they're like, well, we better find the mom. And they're like, you already did. It's the one lady. That's why I said Amy Mays, because her name is Mays. Yeah, but we weren't supposed to know that before. Yes, we were. Because no. I knew immediately, because her name was Mays, and she introduced herself as like Mrs. Mays. And I said, Mays, that lady's his mom. I assure you that she says her name. Fine. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, the lady from the funeral is Eddie's mom. Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so, Hotch and JJ interview her. And she says that she didn't even know he was in town. He'd been having trouble in college. He was a very troubled young man. He was. But she's like, I thought he was in uh, Boston. I don't know where he was. I don't don't know the affairs of my son. What? Is she Scottish? Was that a Scottish A little infliction of Scott. I don't know. Garcia calls Hodge and says she interviewed Eddie's roommate in college. And the roommate said that Eddie's mother was extremely overprotective, like went down to his college to break up with one of his girlfriends for her. Called him, him three times a day. Three times a day, like, ay ay ay. I never call my mom, but I live with her. My mom calls me three times a day. <laughs> Where are we? Eddie suffered a psychotic break after... <sighs> Too much meth and cocaine and partying like a rock star. Because when he was away from his mom, he used college as an excuse to rebel hardcore. He went hard, which is like, you guys, (laughs) you can't be overprotective of your kids because then when they get away from you, they're going to fucking go wild, get stupid, go crazy. Uh, And uh, what was he studying in college, Michelle? Comparative religion. Ah! Cut to Ellen Morgan at Mrs. May's house. Something smells fishy, Michelle. Hmm. What is the... Not fishy. Bleachy. It's bleach. They smell bleach a lot. It's bleach. And Elle opens the fridge. And there's there's nothing in the fridge. The fridge is completely cleaned out. It's completely empty. Yes. Clean. And uh, Morgan tackles the fridge to move it out of the way <laughs> and underneath is blood at the sheriff's station eddie gets a oh a shot to make him stop screaming yeah they had to ask mrs mays uh for permission to give him an antipsychotic and she said of course oh cool so they shoot him up with some antipsychotic Mm-hmm. And so he stops screaming momentarily. <laughs> then Reed and Hotch go into the cell to question him. And that brings us to our real scene of the week. <laughs> it wasn't me screaming. You I don't think we would just have screaming. I have more in store for you. Well, Michelle does. We discussed this beforehand, so you don't get to hear us discussing who is who this week. I know you love that. Yes, so Nicole is going to be... Hotch and Reed. That's right. I'm very uh, eager to see how your performance will do playing multiple characters. This is a side of you we've never seen before. Look, if I could propose to Redacted during English class, I think I can handle playing Hotch and Reed. 
All right, and I will be playing Eddie. And so they're when in. When Eddie's Eddie didn't like his daddy, you knew he was such a good kid. But, but when he threatened your life with the switchblade knife. What a guy. Such a. Makes shit. you cry. Makes you cry. Wouldn't I do? Everybody judged him. I very nearly loved him. I said, hey, listen to me. Stay safe and sanity. But he locked the door and threw away the key. How high pitched are you going to get there? I thought you were going to pass out. <laughs> I'll cut maybe half of that. Ready? I'd leave it in. But, okay, to set the scene, they are in the jail cell. Eddie's sitting on the he chair. just stopped screaming. Not the chair. He's sitting, Eddie's sitting on the bed. Hotch and Reed come into the cell. So I'll, I'll try to make a clear distinction between Hotch and Reed, but you might not notice until I introduce Reed both of them. Reed sounds like, Shh. Hi. <clears throat> and we're starting. Hey, Eddie, do you know where you are? Hmm. Jail? That's right. Do you know why? I was very bad before. I was very bad, but I'm much better now. Much better. Eddie, do you remember hurting anyone? (laughs) Where'd you go to college, Eddie? Boston. Did you like Boston? Mm -mm. No, I don't know. What was your favorite thing about Boston, Eddie? Harvard. I went to Harvard Square. I had cappuccino. Cappuccino. Eddie, do you remember Wally? Holding out picture. Wally Brisbane. Swing up on the audio. <laughs> yeah, I know the Brisbanes. You took this little boy. <laughs> no. No, I did not. I did not do that. Eddie, I know you're uncomfortable. Your hands are cut up, your arms are bruised. Do you know why? Yeah. You killed three people, Eddie. You killed three people, Eddie. You killed three people, Eddie. Showing pictures of victims. Paul Thompson. No. Annie Stewart. Lynette Giles. No, no, stop it. You, you will be punished. God is punishing you. No, 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 no. I brought you an angel, see? No, no, I do not see, I do not see. Please, 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 I brought you an angel. Please, take it. I just need to know. When will you leave me alone? That was beautiful. <sighs> Mosquito! Did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? I don't know. I feel like there's a good chance that you did. I feel but like I don't there's see no the- way it got away, but I don't see its blood. Uh-huh. The scene so of the week just, we just ended. The scene of the week. Thank you. I know it was beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Michelle loves to yell. Oh, I love it. I'm an actor. I'm an actor. So yeah, they start showing him. They show him a picture yeah, of the victims. They, they show him a picture of Wally. Uh, and they walk out when he starts going crazy. I bet you're and then they hear screaming, Oh, no, somebody come quick! They run back into the cell. 
And Eddie tried to hang himself. Oh, no. Oh, God. And he was hanging by the window. A lady oh. police officer was trying to help him, trying to get the cell open. And then mom comes in and she's like, my baby. She's the worst. Save my boy. Um, uh, he doesn't die, does no. he? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't think so. No, they save him, but he tried to hang himself. This is uh, so sad. And so then- sad. Hotch questions Mrs. Mays again. He's like, listen, lady, you better tell me the truth. Because she didn't say that he had been in a psychiatric ward. Yeah, she was like, I thought he was in Boston. I I, I surely did not know. And uh, when Hotch leaves questioning, he says, she's lying. I don't know about what, but she's lying about something. And then Morgan's like, she drives a... Cadillac? She drives a Cadillac, Mercedes. I don't know. She drives she a Cadillac. She drives some car that has GPS in it. And he's like, got her. We got this you. bitch, you guys. And they see that she stopped at the same place along the highway six times within two hours, which is suspect. So weird. So then Ellen Hotch are like, let's tell her that we're going to go see Eddie at the hospital to get her into the car. <laughs> but... They take her to the place that she stopped from the GPS. Her and Hotch have kind of a pleasant conversation. He's like, oh, you're a Mayville vixen or whatever because of her college. And she's like, you know the town. He says, my mother, blah, 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 blah. They have a nice conversation. She's like, "Uh, where are we going? Where are you taking me? And he's like, let's talk about college. And then he said, I know you are complicit in murder. (laughs) Yes. So they get to the place and... They're like, I know that you hid the boy for your son, or I know that you hid him because you didn't want your son to embarrass you. Yeah, it wasn't because you love your son. It's because you're a little bitch and you're an old southern lady, got a lot of history to your name, and you didn't want to tarnish it. Which, you know. Probably owned slaves. <laughs> which, um, it kind of it makes sense. She was very disdainful about all Oli. She was like, he was in the ward or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. She was talking about him being... She's a stuck-up bitch. She sure is, which it makes sense why he went crazy. And also, I guess. can I really quickly say that their whole dynamic really reminded me of the movie You're Killing Me, like the mom and the son, oh. <laughs> the rich, rich guy. What was his name? Billy? No. James? No, there, it was... Jake, George, and George, 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 and his mom. No, I don't. I think George was the other one. He was in an episode of Thirty Rock. Wow, why aren't we talking about this? (laughs) Jeez, we cannot keep on track today. That's okay. This is a pretty short episode. We got time. And so more police show up. They show up with dogs. This bitch won't help. And the dogs lead them right to Wally in a shed. A very spooky shed. He's like curled up in the corner and he's like, Ooh. It's so sad. A little baby. little baby. Like, what the fuck? Was she going to kill him? Like, she just hid him in a shed. I know. Like, what did she think would happen? She's just going to leave I a think seven-year-old was, boy think, in a shed? Yeah, I think she was going to kill the little boy. And then Hotch, uh, I don't know exactly what he said to her. I said Hotch reads Mrs. Mays to filth. Then they arrest her and fly home. Mm-hmm. 
he's like, Mrs. Mays, you're a little southern ass bitch. You know, if you had gotten help for your son, three people might be alive. You're going to have to wonder for the rest of your life if you had just called, if you hadn't let your pride ruin these people's lives. Were you about to kill a child, Miss Mays? I think you were about to kill a child. Look me in the eyes. Were you going to kill that child? You were going to kill the child. Exactly. So he just like completely roasts her and then they arrest her and they fly home real quick like so they get back to the bau offices and garcia has a box (laughs) full of gideon shit that he left in her office and she is pissed (laughs) she is so mad like she's as Madder than when she's like, Elle I put the coffee on her oh, desk. Absolutely. She's like, I know I'm not an agent, but I am. Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. I am a member of this team. I, you can't do this to me. And she's like, Don't oh. ever let that old man anywhere near me ever again. He says, You people. <laughs> yes, she says. And then Hotch goes to talk to Gideon. He's like, uh, She's like, You really got on Penelope's nerves. And he says, No, she. He says Garcia. And yeah. he says, Who's Garcia? Gideon says, who's Garcia? Hatch says, uh, Penelope with the glasses and the tech, the techie. And Gideon's like, oh, with all the screens. She's nice. He said she's nice. Who's Garcia? What? This been? We're 11 episodes in. Who's Garcia? Well, I think that just goes to show that he's he's an old timer and a psychic. So he doesn't use Garcia's uh, abilities. And this <sighs> truly is the first time we're seeing them. They interact. all have to use Garcia. But I really thought that he was going to be like, I was joking. <laughs> but then the episode ends without him saying anything. So. He just said, who's Garcia? And who's oh, Garcia? Oh, she's nice. She's nice. That... I really thought that he was joking, and then the episode ended, and, then, and I was like, Meh. But before it ends, Hotch and Gideon oop, are talking about his bucket list. He said he had 24 25 items. things on the bucket list. He said, I just finished 20, uh, 23 and 24. It's time to find the next one. And he says, not until you do it all, and then shuts the door. Hotch says that. So Hotch says, like, you know, there's something else on your list that you need to do. And Gideon says, he doesn't want to hear from me. Who's he? A lot of speculation to be done here. So Hotch says, you don't know until you try. Bye. I have my son to get home to. And so what does he do? He just picks up a phone. He goes, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. He just calls his son. And it's his son, by the way. I said there's room for speculation, but it's his son. Yeah, he says, hey, Steven, it's your dad. And then they're just laughing and like they're having a good time. Like he was waiting for his call. He just reconnects with his son like that. And And it's it's a very nice ending. And then we pan out out of the room and we see Reed poking his, uh, his peeking (laughs) through the blinds, pulling one down with... Like like a little creepy creep peering through the window listening to him talk to his son. And just going, <sighs> Dad. Sad. Very emotional for us. Certainly. Yeah, I mean, who knew that 
Reed's surrogate father. His rival? Yeah, the son. Not not Gideon. (laughs) Reed's rival is Gideon's son. And the episode ends with Reed stalking down Gideon's son and saying, Gideon is my dad. He doesn't have time for you. I was there when you weren't. Yep. Wow. It's really. And then we find out that the reason they haven't talked is because of Reed. Because he, and then Stephen, that's the son's name. I don't know if we said that. Mm -hmm. Stephen says, you stole my father from me, you little twink. I'm going to kill you. And then they have a battle to the death to see who Gideon loves more. Obviously, Reed wins because he's in the next yeah, so 75 seasons. Uh, so Reed murders Steven. And then in the next episode, the BAU goes to investigate. And then Gideon covers it up, obviously, because Reed is his real son. Because Reed was there for him when he was on medical leave. And then it turns out that Gideon set all this up to see if Reed really loved him like he loved Reed. And it turns out he does. And then we're all happy. And that's been unsub. None of that happened after after Gideon calling his son. I'm sorry. We lied to you. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my back hurts. Gideon calls his son and um, the episode ends. Yep. And uh, we didn't talk about it, but Garcia's outfit today. Oh, yes. Uh, totally it's forgot. kind of cool because I feel like like you said she's worn some of these pieces before absolutely so like she has one closet yes that that they rotate out of it's not just like like an endless array of yeah because i've definitely seen her in this like green tweed jacket that has a big old weird flower on it and i i just i love garcia she wears a lot of orange and i really like her in orange yes she's wearing an orange tank top i think she's wearing a skirt there was definitely a full body yeah. of her. I don't know, remember where it was. In. Oh, she has but like yeah. a red skirt. I love Garcia. She's so fun. There oh, we go. Look yeah. at her. She's so cute. I love her hair. I wish I was blonde. You keep saying that. You can be blonde. It's so much work. And I'd have to get it like professionally done. Why? Cause I just don't do want it. my hair to fall out. Like, I don't want all of it to fall out. <laughs> you need a conditioning mask. I would definitely do, like, a poppy white or a Garcia platinum. <laughs> <laughs> platinum blonde. That's fun. What? Platinum is fun. So, yes, that's Garcia. Um, a little hair is much the same. But. I would like. I think this um, is symbolic of a little bit of character development. His part is crooked today, like little little triangles. Very, like not in the straight gelled down line that we're used to thus far. Um, uh, you know, I think that's a little bit of a development from the first couple episodes where he wore his watch on the outside of his shirt. <laughs> How so? Because he's not, like, making his hair perfectly straight and, like, combed down. I think, I don't know. I mean, I, like, uh, I appreciate it, I guess, that they had, like, this character who was, like, nerdy and not neurotypical. But I think that they're trying to, like, like, not normalize him, but, like, I think they're, like, trying to make him seem less autistic. Hmm. Uh, which I don't know if I like. 
I mean, I love, I love Reed. But I feel like they, like, were pressured into making him more. Because he's just so hot, you know? I guess. And they were like, this is what the people want, right? No. We want representation. Mm, mm, Matthew Gray mm, Goobler. Mm. But yeah, his hairline is absolutely crooked. Wow, that was a lot that you just said about his hairline. <sighs> Very interesting. Thank you. I think about him and his hair a lot. You are a fun little fellow. <laughs> That's oh. that. That's been unsob. Oh. That's a baby. <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, I already said this will hopefully be coming out tomorrow on Michelle's birthday. I'm going to try to edit it tonight. Oh, God, I have so much to I do. I think we all know that's not going to happen. Shut up. Give Michelle a birthday wish and prove her wrong. <laughs> yep. It's my birthday. Hooray. It's my old. birthday and you know it. Old, old, old. She's not old. She's I'm, turning 12 today. I'm basically a grandma. I want a baby. <laughs> you have plenty of time to worry about that. Uh, I have no time. Anyways, thanks for listening to Unsub. <laughs> yeah, um, I already... Come on, Jack. You got it! I got it! Nicole Kelly! So send Michelle a birthday wish. Congratulate me on killing a mosquito. Catch us on oh, Twitter. Oh, I should have taken a picture of it. Twitter at Very Little Vogel on Instagram at unsubpod. Email us uh, unsubpod at gmail.com. Email us birthday wishes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and um, wish Michelle a happy birthday at honeybeatword on Instagram and Twitter. If you care about her. I love you. We love you. And we're so glad that the mosquito is dead. The bitterest tears shed over graves are for words left unsaid and deeds left undone. Harriet Beecher Still.